BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. This is Zaniac Joe Pellerito. And Danny Pellerito. E-Z-S-P-E-Z-S-P. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast. Give me an E. E. Give me a Z. Z. Give me a S. S. Give me a P. P. What's that spell? Espa. What's that spell? Espa. All right, listen. It's the Eric Zane Show podcast. Show. Yeah, that's what it is. Please welcome Mr. Eric Zane. Oh, yeah, that's it. Crazy, what happened? Did I scare you? What up? No one will know. Nothing to see here that I started the show twice. Twice. Uh, welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from right here in the Baldwin Ace Hardware fear bunker studio there is a birthday in the house amongst the zaniac family one of the younger zaniacs celebrating a birthday today so that means at the end of this show there is a live cameo oh yes i love live cameos and, uh, well, you know, I mean, you might as well enjoy a birthday the whole freaking time. He's probably uh, getting up ready for school. I don't know if he got up uh, early enough. You know, he's always sleeping in too much. That's right. Sarah Rook Ruck Rooch's uh, offspring, Avery, is celebrating a birthday today. So... All right, this is so cool. I uh, I get to celebrate with a cameo for Avery. Yes! Oh, this makes me happy. All right. So there you go. Excited about that. Welcome to each and every one of you for joining me here. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures Monday through Friday, right here. I see Jason Mays is in the house. And it's important to note that I named the Paintball War 17 in honor of him. Paintball War number 17 
is Sunday. Uh, what I was it? January thirtieth. Yeah, Sunday, January thirtieth. It is listed as Paintball War Seventeen, Amsoil and Tears. There it is. I made an event. Paintball War 17, Amsoil and Tears, Sunday, January 30th, 5 p.m. Jason Mays is the first person to RSVP. Okay, now I've made an event on my Facebook page. And I posted it to Zaniac United. You can respond there with an RSVP. In addition to, you can also, if you want, send me an email. But this is going to be great. Amsoil and Tears. I talked to Gabe the Honduran and all of his Mexican buddies. Now, uh, Team Macho Latino won the whole thing last time. They won, and they are looking for that type of effort and that type of victory again. But I am rallying all of you hillbillies to be part of a white guy, Team MAGA, to take on all these brown guys in yet another edition of the defend the southern border war. Team Macho Latino. When we do the reenactment of the defend the southern border war. Is going to take off their shoes and socks. And they have to carry uh, humanitarian aid with them. And, uh, and also walk, participate in paintball with a baby on their back, stuff like that, maybe pulling a cow, while the MAGA scum defend the southern border. So that will be reenacted in Paintball War 17, Amsoil and Tears. Now, uh, Team Macho Latino will have two specially made Mexican pizzas made. From my friends at BC Pizza ahead of, um, <laughs> ahead of time for this event. It might be the most fantastic one we've ever had. It will also feature the Battle Royale as Rich. Uh, Rich, as I can't even get my fucking head on straight today. Rick will try to regain his swagger after we murdered him in two editions of the Battle, Battle Royale last time we got together. Okay. So, you know, it's happening January 30th. I am stoked. I'm excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Join me. Okay. Yesterday was a continued failing of your old pal, Eric Zane. And this is so embarrassing. You know, when I'm doing this podcast... And I reach out to business owners about uh, getting a sponsor or two on here, trying my best to make that happen. And, um, you know, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been great. I'm very, very happy. I've uh, actually, of all the things that I've been doing when it comes to podcasting, trying to master the technical side of this in an old, ma- an old man at a young person's world has been uh, quite an adventure, but I enjoy it. And the other side of it is actually leaving the house and trying to sell advertising packages. That is something I have never done prior to this podcast. And I I would always just bark shit out into a microphone and then go home. Uh, But uh, 
a crash course in sales has led me to be able to uh, do what I do. So, all right, great. One of the things I've uh, prided myself in is uh, trying to at least seem somewhat professional, despite the stupidity that comes out of my mouth on this podcast on a daily basis. Uh, professional when I am out and about meeting people, trying to sell them on why they need to advertise on this podcast. <coughs> so I uh, had a client meeting scheduled last week. And this has never happened before. I actually completely blew it off. Didn't blow it off. Uh, blow it off would mean I just said, oh, I'm not going. I, I forgot about it. And then after the fact, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my God. Here you are trying to get this business to spend money on the podcast. I finally make inroads with this business. And uh, I get the meeting. I, normally, if I get the meeting, I'm, I'm going to ace the interview. It's going to work out. Very rarely have I sat down with someone when you've got when I've gotten the meeting. And after the meeting... They've been like, ah, no, nah, I think I think we're going to hold off. Typically, if I can get the meeting, I've got a pretty high hit ratio. Missed the meeting entirely. And then like 12 hours after the fact, I'm like, oh, my God, what an asshole. What? An, and I reach out to so-and-so and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Can we can we uh, reschedule? Yes, yes, yes. So yesterday, I wanted to make 100% sure that I wasn't going to. It was with Affordable Limousine and Party Bus, who I you know, I, I work for these people, too. Uh, haven't done that in a while, but I, I, I do occasionally drive for them. So I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta be on time. I'm driving there. I'm just I'm actually uh, a quarter mile away from where I need to be. And the meeting starts at 2.30. And at this point, it's 2.29. I text the dude who runs the show. And I write, I'm pulling in right now. Uh, as I pull in, it turns to 2.30. And I immediately get a reminder in my phone that says, in one day, you have a meeting with affordable limousine and party bus. And I'm like, wait, what? I had, oh no. I am a day early. I drove all the way across town. Now this is my second. I, the first one, I missed it completely. This one, I'm a 24 hours early. I'm like, oh, oh no. And I've already sent the text that said, pull it in right now. So, you know, the boss is looking at it like, what the fuck are you doing? What, what are we, what's going on here? These are all very good natured, kind people. Uh, and I, and I, 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 I see what you're writing. I see Amanda says, why do you not check your schedule in the morning? I don't know. Why do you run your fucking big mouth off and get in trouble at work? Uh, who, who cares? Why? I mean, I, are you perfect? No. Shut up. The lady who's telling me to check my schedule is the same lady who gets called into the office 
for doing something dumb with their gigantic mouth. Okay? Yeah, she says, I I may do that, but I have my schedule on my phone, so when I look at my phone every time, I see what I have to do today. Yeah, I forgot to do that. Just like you forgot to shut your big fat fucking mouth. Shut up! Jesus. So then, uh, I'm like, well, you know, maybe if I, uh, maybe they can still have the meeting. I walk in, I see the guy who runs the show. His name is, uh, Ben. I go, hey, he goes, and he looks at me and he's got that look in his face. Like, hmm. and then he looks at his watch and I go, yeah, uh, comedy of errors. I go, can you do it now? He goes, I can. You might want to check with Justin. Now he's, so I go walking over. I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, hey, you're early. I go, I know, I know, I know. Uh, 24 hours, 24 hours early. Can you do it now? He goes, I cannot. I go, no problem. Just wanted to drive all the way over here and say hi to you. Hello. How you doing? You doing good? Okay. I'll see you in a day. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. So let me check my schedule today. Or Amanda is going to fucking judge me. Yeah. Like you. Okay. You're perfect. The only problem. Yeah. When people fuck up. You don't need to say, yeah, this is what you need to do and point the fucking finger. I know. I forgot. Shut up. All right. So that's the only thing I have to do today. Uh, Kate says, set the alerts. I did. That's what I did. And that's why I got a note a day in advance that said, hey, your meeting with Ben is in a day. All of you people that are just busting out criticisms and oh my God. Yeah, like you've never done that. Like you've never ever done that. Thank you, Andrea. How about Andrea? Star on the forehead. Don't feel bad, Eric. Jason does the same thing. Yeah. Okay. We're human. It's an accident. No big deal. Uh, welcome into Eric Zane's nose. I appreciate that. Uh, you're new. I see you've got the green little easy uh, thing by your name there. What are those called? Badges? Yeah. You got the, you're brand new. I think uh, you might be part of the Reddit group, right? I've seen you before. I think you might be a potential hate listener, but welcome. Maybe not right this second, but uh, whatever. It takes all types. I don't even care. Hang on. Oh, my God. The national championship game. You know who is not happy today? <laughs> Alabama Linda. Oh, no. Did you see that game? Oh. Oh. That was something. First half, field goal war. These two teams kind of feeling each other out. Second half, they started to get more and more to Alabama. 
Alabama would um, would give up the big pl- or would get the big play, and then they they kept having to kick field goals. At one point, they had twelve points all from field goals. John Jamingo's in the house. He says Boomer Bob is also not happy with an Alabama loss. He is uh, he is there, of course. I did not see this coming. I thought for sure Alabama would win it. I think part of the problem was this moment right here, which uh, I need to share with you. I don't know what the hell this guy's name is. Something Williams. Uh, Jameson Williams. Uh, great play, you know. Give him a chance to recover. Trying to get after Young, who launches to Williams. Okay, so at this point, Williams here, you can see, he just he has to kind of turn his body in that uh, in that weirdo way, and he just—I mean, look at that. That is so not easy to do, and makes that great catch. But then. Something looked weird when I saw it. I went, wow, he went down weird. And now he's grabbing his knee. Okay, there he is right here. He's wide open. How does he get that open? My God. Behind the linebackers, safeties are held to the outside. Had this ball been thrown on the money, that would have been a touchdown like you wouldn't believe. But the quarterback threw it like a bitch. And because of that, not only is it not a touchdown, but this guy gets hurt because as soon as his leg plants here, his knee's going to fall off. Right there. Did you see that? Did you see that wonkiness on that on that twig? Right, right, right here. The left leg. Oh, oh! now we got to do it in slow-mo. Okay, right. Okay, as soon as the left foot plants, it is, it's close to going muppety and breaking in half, but you see the kneecap come a little bit apart. Right? Right there. Oh, no. Oh, look at that hurts like fuck. Ooh. Oh no. And he uh he wanted to come back in the football game, but they said no, you can't do it, man. You're fucked. Ooh. So uh after that, you know, we go into uh halftime, it's still, you know, very, very close game. In fact, it was on into the third quarter when uh, Georgia started to make it happen. And then a uh, a late pick six um, with Alabama down eight. And then that's that, man. Georgia wins this thing. Whew. Jamingo says not as bad as Joe Theismann. Well, I don't think anything was worse than Joe Theismann. I was actually watching that game live as a child when it happened. I remember when Lawrence Taylor, all coked up, comes flying through all these. This has got like six guys on him. He throws them off and just lands on Theismann. And then you see it. And I think, I don't know if you could tell when he actually hit him. It might have been a slow motion. 
deal that you were able to see it. Joe Theismann injury. Okay, this is the angle. Okay, look at the. I think that's Harry Carson and uh, Taylor. Oh, there it is. Look at, look at. Did you see that? Holy shit. Hold, hold on a minute. Oh, look at this. Oh, no. Oh, 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 boy. That was a tough one. I actually had the opportunity to interview Theisman. I asked him about that, and he said that he actually, after he was operated on and uh, recovered, he tried a comeback. And in his words, he said that uh, he was doing all the drills. There's no pads on, and uh, he's, uh, you know, doing going through his progressions. And, and uh, after about two minutes, he sees... All of the people from the Redskins at the time, known as the Redskins, walking off the field. And so he then, then said, he goes running up to me, he goes, so, hey, what do you think? What do you, th huh? Huh? And uh, they go, yeah, Joe, it's uh, it's not happening. It's just, it, you're just so unbelievably slow now. It's just remarkable. Oh, poor guy. Horrible. Wasn't he like the punter too, Theismann? And then he had that uh, helmet. It was just one bar across it. He he actually, because that was the bar that the kickers would wear, the punters. Oh, my God. All right. I'm getting various comments about the ADD is strong today. Not really. I'm talking about football. I just talked about the national championship game. And then I talked about the guy's knee virtually coming off. So it, it stands to reason that the Theismann reference means that we must watch Joe Theismann's knee falling off. All right. And in fact, if you're listening to the audio podcast, I will link that up in the show notes so you can check it out for yourself. I try to include all of uh, all of the things that I talk about in the show notes. You can click on them and, uh, you know, whatever. Look at them at your leisure. And uh, there we go. So off and running, Georgia wins. That is that. So the Braves won the World Series. Uh, the uh, Bulldogs beat Alabama. And there you go. Queen of the Forest has started bowling coaching again. You're like, what? Excuse me. This has been a thing for years now. I've talked about it where Queen of the Forest uh, at this, uh, at the school that she teaches at, they have a bus put up, uh, go, uh, kids get in the bus and they drive to the bowling center here. And so all these junior high school, uh, age kids go bowling. And so she describes herself as the coach of the bowling team. She does not bowl. It's not, she's more like just a chaperone. They give her a few hundred bucks and that's it. She just shows up at the bowling alley and the kids roll, and then that's that. She sends me this. Because normally, you know, these kids, they can't even, you know, they're all terrible. Some kid is a stud bowler. His dad works for, there's a company nearby here that makes bowling balls. I think it's uh, Brunswick. That's it. There, there's a place nearby here. 
it might be in Muskegon, that actually manufactures bowling balls. And this kid, he goes to school, uh, and he his dad works for there for them, and so he's been bowling forever because the dad loves bowling too. So he goes bowling with his dad, and this kid is a total stud. And so uh, this kid, Diana took a picture of the screen. First frame, he bowled an eight, and it was a split. So he's like, ah, shit, it's 14. And then he bowled a nine in the, in the second frame. So then he bowled 10 straight strikes, and he finished with a 268 score. This 14-year-old kid. And so, you know, all the other, uh, after like three strikes in a row, she goes, you realize you've rolled three strikes in a row? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, my high game is 278. That's, and and, and uh, I'm looking at the scores of the Brats that are also on the thing. And, you know, it's like frame after frame of gutter ball, gutter ball, gutter ball. And that, that like one kid has like an 86. The other kid has like a 94. You know, that's what I would expect. This kid rolls a 268. My God, like Donnie from the Big Lebowski. Incredible. 14 years old. Queen of the forest. Uh, Amanda's a bowler. She says, my highest was seven strikes. And her dad, Amanda's dad, is in the Grand Rapids Bowling Hall of Fame. I think you've told me that before. With some expert coaching from the queen of the forest, the kid could go pro. Yeah, I believe it. Boy, Amanda is really all over the uh, chat today. She is just the most obnoxious person on here. Go figure. No wonder why Kenny fell in love with you. Amanda says her dad is the coach at Forest Hills Central. Is he like, okay, did he get his mouth from you? Or is that like from your mother? Speaking of mouths, uh, we'll be embarrassing ourselves February 4th. We have committed to that 4 p.m. start. It's a Friday at Bosco's Pub. 4 p.m. Bosco's Pub. Uh, we will be there alienating the rest of the customers. It should be a good time. It is before a Grand Rapids Griffins hockey game. I will have to leave at about 5.15, but I guess that's okay. Thank you, Dean, for setting it up. I busted your balls yesterday. Shouldn't have. That was rude. This show is available each and every weekday morning at about the same time. Unless I screw something up, stand by. This cough is just not leaving. Awful. Uh, on Twitch... Twitch.tv or twitch.com slash Eric Zane live. E-R-I-C Zane live. Monday through Friday, right here. Please, if you would, follow me on Twitch. It is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. So if you want to see the show live, this is where we do it. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Also brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, NEV, where they are improving things. Oh, my God. The construction is ongoing uh, to serve you better. Twitter, at Eric Zancho. On Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then YouTube, 
Brought to you by the almighty Frank Fuss. Follow me on YouTube. Bell notification. Off you go. You'll know when I go live. Thank you so much. Interesting thing. God. Um, I got a Facebook notification after I posted a video of... Uh, it was the end. The per, the lady, the NBA reporter who fell down, which I still am just shocked at how violent of a fall that was. When she uh, when she bit the dust on the court, we talked about it yesterday. So I like to post these things to Facebook with, like, uh, you know, just uh, a way for you to interact with me, see what I'm talking about, and uh, and on and on and on. It's just part of the one of the many things I have to do behind the scenes here. So I put it out there. NBA reporter takes nasty fall after interview. I'm still not sure how this happened. Uh, link to the video. Follow the show on Twitch. And then uh, this gentleman writes, Randall Hendricks, somewhere in Tennessee, I believe, writes, remember when you actually had a career? So, you know, I've learned it's pointless to try to fight back. You just got a judo maneuver. You just got to like sidestep it. I mean, I do what this guy is doing. That's a troll. That is a that is a strong troll game. I mean, it comes from out of left field. Remember when you actually had a career? So I wrote Randall with the flying elbow, laughy emojis. Yeah, you know, I'll laugh it off. No big deal. But this poor guy. Jonathan Jacobs, he got really pissed and he wrote to Randall, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything Eric says either, but I do feel the need to say this continuing to like someone's page, monitor their posts as they come through and using that opportunity to talk down to them is a true show of your character, sir. Now, when I saw that, I was like, oh God. You're gonna you're gonna make it worse. You're gonna make it worse. I appreciate it, but you're gonna make it worse. And I know, I know you're probably going to turn around and say something degrading to me as well, because an eye for an eye and all of that. But there's a part of me that hopes you will gain some introspection from it. Come on. Swallow your pride and superiority and delete the comment with no further words said. And I will do the same. Honestly, I just think we can all be better than this. <laughs> oh, I appreciate this. I really do. I appreciate the whole thing. And I'm tired of seeing the results of our division. Wow. I fought for the United States of America and I just goddamn missed when we were united. More so than we are now anyway. So this guy really lets it fly. And then uh, Randall responds. And sure, I'm guessing you're thinking he's going to respond with, you're right, uh, I'm going to back off. But no, he wrote, well, yeah, but remember when he actually had a career? <laughs> now, I know all of you are laughing at this. You think that's great. So I kind of want John, the guy who was defending me, to, you know, I mean, settle. It's okay, buddy. You don't need to. You don't need to do that. So I gave him the old, no worries, John. It uh, it powers my motor. All good. Thanks for the assist, but all good here. Thanks again. And then you know who gets involved? 
Doan. Hey, Randall. Remember that time that you didn't have a career like Eric Zane? And I'm like, oh, come on, man. This is embarrassing. Randall responds to Doan. Remember when he actually had a career? So he's just saying the same thing over and over again. And then Doan says, I do. But what does it say about you constantly saying this? Remember when you had a life? Hey, man, you got to take you got to take that. I mean, I was ready to take that. And then everybody else got all bent out of shape on that deal. It's okay. Kate says the Doan voice. Uh, you know, whatever. If people want to say I don't have a life, I don't care. Just as long as they know I'm there. I mean, that's a win in my book. You know, that uh, I would not be above doing what that guy did. But I appreciate the uh, the attention. And I appreciate the people sticking up for me. But it's okay. You don't need to do that. I appreciate it. All right. Dear Meathead happens tomorrow. Uh, Dad joins us again. Uh, I am curious if we will have another start of the show where he very sweetly says, Hey, I would like to take a little time to, to make an announcement. Oh, yeah, Dad, what is it? And then his very sweet, humble appreciation for you. Uh, you know, I don't get in the way of those moments, even though he does the same thing every week. I don't know if he's remembering that he does that, but I was always taught, you know, try not to correct him. So that should be fun. Uh, send in your questions for dad, eric at ericzanejo.com. You know he loves them so much. We have been doing this bit for years and years and years. It is just the greatest. I have Friday a best of show. And um, I'll whip up some old bits from the past. If you have any moments that you think you would like to hear again, and I know you can always just go back if you've made careful notes as to what's what and listen to stuff again, but... Uh, some of you may uh, may not have done that. I'm, I'm guessing most of you haven't. But if there's a moment on this show uh, in the years and years that we've been doing it that you got to bust out whatever, this moment or that moment, um, send them along, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I probably won't see them if you include them on the Twitch comments right now uh, because I, I don't often, I don't look at them as often as uh, as I would or as thoroughly as I as I would in order to get that info. So, Send it to me on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, eric at ericzanejo.com, of a particular moment that may have happened on this podcast that you would like me to relive again. And I'm going to do that best of show because, well, uh, the NFK having that uh, uh, pretty routine um, surgery, but still surgery nonetheless. And uh, uh, I'll be uh, at the <clears throat> excuse me hospital waiting for him to come out of his anesthesia. I want to be there just in case. I'm not sure if Diana will be able to go. Somebody pointed out that uh, with COVID, um, not really sure if she'll be able to wait there with me, but we shall see. Okay. I wanted to get to the story about this hilariously mismatched MMA bout. And um, posted it on social media. I want to make sure I have it right because, you know, I always screw these things up, but uh, 
just get a load of this. And if you're just listening to the audio podcast, um, you need to see this link. Okay. Even if it's just for the still shot, but in England, I think they have less standards for the matchups, but what you have here is this badass looking guy who appears to be fighting like someone that looks like my grandson. I mean, he looks like a little boy. Look at, look at this kid that he's fighting. He has not developed a man body whatsoever. He looks like he's one of those kids who's got a bad case of scoliosis, you know? <coughs> Excuse me. And thank God it was short. And what you have here is uh, in this matchup, they were having a hard time filling the card. So there's these two boys that were in the crowd watching the uh, Knight brothers, Connor Knight, and I forget the other kid's name, but they were both slated to fight. And fight they did. Now, this one isn't as bad. Okay, this is the uh, fight from the uh, from the matchup. And uh, it, this goes about how you'd expect it to be. But I, I, I'm glad that they jumped in quickly. Okay? Here you go. Oh, shit. Here you go. Okay. Now, if you notice, the kid, this guy threw that cross, and the kid ducked and then just went down. He wasn't struck by it. So this giant strong man is going to look at, look at these people having drinks, enjoying the good time. Oh, this is going to be so awesome. It's so great. We're going to see this gargantuan man beat the shit out of this toddler. And, uh, he throws this haymaker and misses right there. He doesn't even hit him. The kid ducks, goes down. This guy's now the shit, the pole is in the way. Probably a good thing. Okay, one punch. Two punches. That's it. The kid's okay. No big deal. I want to see that again. The kid's hands aren't even up, man. Oh, wow. He is so lucky that that guy missed. And then the, the meathead who hit him, he goes, yeah, like he just won... You know, the big uh, heavyweight championship against Apollo Creed. The other brother, same thing. It looks like he's wearing swim trunks. This couple's still enjoying their night. All right. This match starts, same thing. This is, this is the brother. Hold on a second. A little loud. Hurt my ears. Oh no, look at, look at that right in the face with, is that a foot? I think that is a foot. Oh, he kicked him in the fucking face. This poor kid just got kicked in the face. Oh, fencer, fencing position, hands go out. He's, he's concussed. Oh. 
gruesome. Horrible. I cannot believe that they said, yeah, let's do this. This works out. I mean, I would, I would just feel gross. This was uh, somewhere in England, as I'm understanding. Um, footage is circulating on social media of a uh, mismatch somehow allowed to be featured. Uh, it actually happened in September, but it's just kind of getting around now at the Evolution of Combat 9 MMA event. Uh, critics came at, at the event organizers along with Aaron Leo for appearing to attempt to pad records rather than fighting fair in the cage. Leo is just 3-0 and in his career at a distinct physical adman- advantage over this child, Connor Knight, at the event. Maybe it didn't happen in the UK. I don't know why I thought that. Probably because UK MMA writer Harry Williams put out a recent tweet. No, it was. It was. Uh, it, it, it definitely was in the UK. Clearly lower standards. Oh, my God. They, they uh, I think their mother was there. I think that the kids, look at this. This can't be real. That they, that's got to be some type of joke. That they actually found the mother of the two kids that were fighting. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, after earning the lopsided win overnight, Leo went on to compete just weeks later at another event, earning a quick submission victory. Unfortunately for Knight, he's yet to earn an amateur or professional win. Yeah, he's probably uh, comatose in a hospital. He had scheduled, uh, he had uh, two scheduled amateur MMA fights canceled to wrap up 2021. Uh, all right, yeah, I'm I'm guessing this is probably this guy needs to be working behind a desk somewhere. But he's got to finish fucking grade school first. I mean, seriously, he's an absolute child. Uh, Savage Sack Lunch writes: MMA fans are all about it. I jumped into a cage fight and got choked out in like eight seconds, and it was sweet. You did. That doesn't sound like fun to me. Concerning the kick to the face, his teeth just went down his throat. Like Mad Max, put mom in the ring. What type of medieval bullshit are they running over there? Hey, Dennis. Hey, man. I I uh, I just recorded that Motley Crue song that you wanted to hear. That's that song was sweet, and I'm not a Motley Crue fan. That was uh, that was pretty good. I'll feature that on this week's Insane Asylum, which I I have about half the show recorded, uh, and I do need more music. So if you do want to send me, I'll probably put a post out on social media. You can put it in there, or just send me songs, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. No, I don't. Um, I kind of like the spectacle of MMA, but I've never really you know, gotten too involved. It's just kind of a little weird for me. All right. The open of this show brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage 231-332-6505. If you are looking for a mortgage, whether you have a great credit score or one that's not so great, it does happen. I mean, life gets in the way. 
Uh, reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505. Now, um, if your credit score isn't that great, and by the way, when you call, make sure you mention my name right away. If the credit score is not that great, uh, Mario's going to get you into a loan, more than likely, and uh, it's probably not going to be the best loan, I mean, in terms of interest rate, but that's how it goes. But paying on your own thing helps rebuild your credit score. That's how you get out of this meth, uh, this uh, mess. I always say meth, like I, I can't say the word meth. Uh, so uh, call him at 231-332-6505, and uh, Mario will work his magic on you anywhere in the U.S., with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Hawaii, or Alaska. Thank you to Mario. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. If you or someone you know is getting set to turn 65 years old, there is one Medicare Advantage expert that you need to worry about. Uh, call out to Frank Fuss. In fact, I should bang on the door of uh, Reverend Rowdy Ron, who I believe is in this ballpark for Medicare Advantage coverage. Have an expert help you with all of your plans. Navigating this on your own or your loved one doing this on their own is not fun. If you call upon Frank, this job is going to be done for you. No questions asked and easily, and you don't have to pay a dime. The NFK, his policy was just updated because of Frank Fuss. When the NFK signed up for his Medicare policy um, years ago, he didn't do it appropriately and he um, because he didn't know what he was doing. So that's, this is my point. You need to have someone do this for you. In fact, the Medicare policy that he had was one where if this surgery that we're doing on Friday had happened, um, he would have paid a lot of money, 10 to 20% of the cost because he had the wrong policy because he set it up inappropriately when he signed up. You got to have Frank do this. And so Frank said, wait a minute. And I told him like as a footnote that he's having surgery. This is in December. He goes, well, you're going to want to reschedule that surgery. Why? Well, because ding dong, I just told you he's got the Medicare policy that uh, doesn't cover what it should. Schedule it for any time in 2022. And this will be zero cost. I'm like, really? Yes. So thanks to Frank. Saved the NFK thousands of dollars. 
Reach out to Frank and mention my name. Call or text 616-914-4070. Thank you to Frank. I just uh, talked to Big Dick Donnie Veltman at Full House Comedy just yesterday because they're getting set to kick off this year's um, shows in earnest. In the summer, the shows aren't as abundant, or at least they haven't been in past years. They will be in years coming up because they have so many different venues now since the expansion. But to kick off um, this year's shows, they have Eric Griffin appearing. And um, he's going to be at the Park Theater, uh, Creston Brewery. And uh, yeah, that's it. So from the 13th, Thursday the 13th, all the way till Saturday the 15th. But originally, they were going to have somebody else on there on this this weekend of shows but they figured it was uh it wasn't enough lead up because this act was going to be expensive because it's a guaranteed fee you know some comics don't have the clout excuse me to have a guarantee fee this one did so they waited and moved this act till November and this was like a week and a half ago that they were planning this and who was that? Can you guess? I think you can figure it out. Bob Saget. Oh, my God. Whew. Incredible. Um, obviously, uh, things have taken precedent. But Eric Griffin will be live this weekend in West Michigan. Fullhousecomedy.com if you'd like to see him. All right. The Detroit Pistons just signed a basketball player. They uh, traded for him. I want to show him to you. That's Eric Griffin. That's not who you want to see. Uh, where is it? Okay. This is the guy that they just signed. You've heard of Manute Bull? Well, this is his son. Bull Bull. That's right. I don't, I don't get the name. I'm not Sudanese. I don't know why they would do it like that. That's like calling me Zane Zane or Eric Eric or, or whatever. But Bull Bull was part of the Denver Nuggets organization, which meant that I, I guess I would have had potential to see seven foot two Bull Bull working for the Grand Rapids goal, but no more. Bull Bull is now a, uh, Detroit Piston. Not that I care. I don't follow the Pistons in any way, shape, or form. But look at this man. He's seven foot two. Bull Bull. There's no uh, saying that name. There's no way to get around that without it sounding clumsy. Now imagine being seven foot two. And being five inches shorter than your dad. His dad is seven foot or was seven foot seven inches tall. My God. Seven foot two and you're that. Jesus. He's so unbelievable. He was. So he's dead now. He was so unbelievably tall look at this 
And th- this is a picture of when they played, Manute Bull played for the Rhode Island Gulls, a minor league basketball team, with Spud Webb, one of the shortest players in the history of the league. Now, my God, imagine this. Five foot seven inch Spud Webb who could jump higher than anybody. He could dunk a basketball. He won the NBA's dunk uh, championship, in my opinion. And look at even shorter is Muggsy Bogues. He was he, he was like five foot five. I don't know if he could dunk. I think he could too. Look at look at this guy. Muggsy Bogues is just a five foot five inch ball of muscle, and Minute Bowl played on the same team. Holy shit! It's just ridiculous, and he's so skinny. Uh, Minute Bull seven. Look, I mean, shit. He's seven foot seven, and what? Maybe two hundred pounds. Talk about Joe Theismann injury. You just be waiting for both femurs to break in half when he's dribbling down the court. Look how much taller Minute is to Charles Barkley, who's like six foot seven. I mean, <laughs> looking up at him, <laughs> it's comical. I would go just to see, uh, uh, you know, the uh, comedy of him standing next to what would normally be gargantuan men, to and he's that much taller. Oh, now the truth is, Manute Bull was a was a sweetheart. He uh, in the in the Sudan where he's from, that uh, country was uh, ravished by these uh, crazy gangs and warlords. Okay. And um, he would uh, he would play, and then he would send all his money back to the rebels that were trying to to uh, win this war. That's what Manute Bull did, and uh, so eventually uh, he died because of kidney disease. I'm guessing his kidneys were like, "Fuck, we just can't handle it. It's too much work," you know. Uh, he died relatively young. I think when he started playing, he was a lot older than what they. Uh, than what he said originally because um, they, they didn't have like a birth certificate. So he shows up in the U.S. and they go, hey, yeah, how much, how old are you? And he's like, oh, I'm 22. But in, in effect, he was like 69 years old. But you know what they say, black don't crack. So he looked really young. So, and then uh, he did like celebrity boxing. Minute Bull did celebrity boxing. I think he fought Refrigerator Perry of all, of all people. So I mean, my God, so he's a complete gong show. But when he uh, he he fought, he was only doing it to get money to send back home to fight this war. It was incredibly sad. So now you get this: his son, Bull Bull, who is like I said, a seven foot two, and it makes me wonder. You know, if uh, if you're Bull Bull. That tall, um, they should get put him on a serious steroid regimen. If I'm the Pistons, I sign Bull Bull because if you're seven foot two and you weigh 184 pounds like this guy does, all right. But you know he comes to Detroit, and instead of uh, 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 you know giving him any food. They feed him only steroids. They put like uh, 12 to 15 gallons of steroids in this man's body. 
every day. Okay, so they got their, he's in the weight room. He doesn't practice basketball. Basically, we just need him to weigh about 650 pounds, seven foot two, 650, a ball of muscle, look like a, a, a Marvel villain, okay, in the comics. That's what you do. And like for six months, you do nothing but intravenous steroids and just eat protein, uh, drink protein shakes, lift weights, and then, you know, the monster of the midway in the middle of the, uh, of the court there. I mean, that would be absolutely incredible. Have you seen Shaquille O'Neal lately in some of these commercials? He's a pitch man for everything. He's morbidly obese. Shaq is seven foot tall, and he's got to weigh at least 850 pounds. It's absolutely sickening how round this man is. If you have him in a death pool, you're probably going to win this year. A uh, side note, Bull Bull is having sex with this lovely angel. Look at her. Oh, my God. And this woman, she's probably like 6'4". And you can see she's got some power to her. This, these legs here, she can beat the shit out of Bull Bull. Can you, I would actually pay to see these two have sex. That would be incredible. And Bull's crank looks like it comes down to about here. Look at this thing. Whoa. And here she is. Uh, she is uh, Mulan Hernandez. Holy crap. Welcome to, welcome to the D. What an absolute starlet. Bull Bull is really uh, out kicking the coverage because... If you're uh, Mulan Hernandez, I mean, no offense to Bull Bull, but he 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 looks horrible. This is a this is not an attractive man in any way. This is the best picture of him right here. Look at that. Now, how the hell is a G League basketball player? It must be love, right? I mean, come on. What is going on here? This guy is, this is the, no, that's not even him. This is who the Pistons traded. Rodney Magruder, who I've never heard of, for this handsome devil. And he's dating her? My, the world is topsy-turvy. All right. He looks better than his dad these days. Well, yeah, his dad's dead, dumbass. Jason Schaefer says he looks like he types email scams. Asshole. All right. Welcome to Detroit Bull Bull and Mulan Hernandez. I've got another story to get to about an Instagram model and Drake. I love this story so much. I can't wait to get to it. Just awesome. Okay. Uh, but I'm already behind. I only have 57 more minutes of podcasting to do because I have to stop right at 10 because I got to get ready for smarter than a former drug dealer trivia. Megan is taking on Dale. Did you see Dale throat slash Dale wearing his freaking Detroit lions gear? Uh, he is a, uh, disgustingly a Packers fan, which I hate. And, uh, his better half, Sarah, 
uh, is a Lions fan, so the bet paid off, probably sealed with sex, and uh, Dale had to wear Lions gear. Okay, I've got something fascinating and incredible to play for you. Uh, Shauna Ray is the young person. She's 22 years old. She's not like a typical 22-year-old person, okay? Uh, Shauna Ray, her story, I don't want to uh, steal the thunder, but just know this. Her pituitary gland, which is the thing that got all wonky with Andre the Giant, hers got wonky, and it'll explain it in a second. And that caused a problem for 22-year-old Shauna Ray. Now, when it happened to Andre the Giant, uh, it made his pituitary gland work extra hard. And he grew all the way up till his death. Sean Array, the opposite happened. Check this out. In theory. I think when you're different, you experience because people treat you like you're different. They don't treat you like a normal human. How is your unique story everybody's story? I believe that my story is relatable to everyone because I've felt different my entire life. And it's not my situation that makes me relate to other people. It's the feelings. It's okay, Shauna is trapped in the body of an eight-year-old girl. She, she still has the body of an eight-year-old child, but she's 22. This is incredible. The emotional things that we go through. Shauna was six months old when we found out she had brain cancer. My pituitary gland was rendered almost dormant because of the chemotherapy. Now, kids can oftentimes be cruel. And so growing up, when did you first realize, hey, maybe I'm different or things aren't the quote unquote normal? Well, I would guess, you know, when all the kids were three feet taller than her, that might have had something to do with it. Um, I think I realized I was different in kindergarten, so around five or six. I think I would be able to date her and have sex with her if the voice wasn't like that. Um, preschool, I had a really tall friend and <laughs> it was pretty easy. It wasn't until junior high, high school that it actually took an effect on my mental health. Okay. At 16, you learned that you weren't going to grow anymore but you're a 16-year-old young lady. Mm -hmm. How did you balance what 16-year-old young ladies want to do and being told that, that news? Um, it, it was a very difficult time. Um, it probably was the lowest time of my life because I always imagined that I would be tall. And it's, it's like her, it's like everything didn't grow, but the one thing that grew was her eye sockets because her eyes are the size of like beach balls. And um, getting that news, it just kind of like was like a hammer crashing into glass. And I kind of isolated myself in a way so I could find myself and be happy with who I am because at the time I wasn't happy with who I was. Okay, now this is incredible that she seems so normal, okay? Because in this day and age, a 22-year-old, if anything bad happens to them, we all know what's going to happen. If a 22-year-old gets a ticket, they immediately throw themselves in a wood chipper. That's what 22-year-olds do these days. This 22-year-old, though, 
I mean, has this happened to her and she's normal? I mean, this is incredible. She must be incredibly strong mentally to be able to pull this off. I started doing online school and I just really focused on me and what I wanted to do and who I was as a person and bettering myself. My romantic life kind of- Okay, now this is, this is my favorite part of this because <laughs> I give People Magazine credit because- My romantic- they focus on this, and this is what everybody wants to hear. Life kind of sucks. I think I've dated, like, seven people. I attract creeps. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, shit. I can't believe this. I think I've dated, like, seven people. I attract creeps. Um, <laughs> a oh. You know, like the typical, like, quote-unquote, bad boy picture kind of situation. An idiot. So, Zaniacs. So, guy shows up at your door, rings the doorbell. He's and boring Dean's there. And he's like, yeah, I, yeah, I want to see, I want to be with you because you make my dick look big in your hands. Like seven people. I attract <laughs> creeps. Um, a You know, like the typical, like, quote, unquote, bad boy picture kind of situation. An idiot. So, guy shows up. <laughs> up at your door rings the doorbell he's there i feed horses for a living there to take you out on a okay. date how did he get there how many hoops did he have to jump through i have to have in person my son's half black conversations before we even think about going on a date i have to know ding dong hey hey yeah you're kind of little there <laughs> i got a chair you can stand on so we can how play dig dug <laughs> ow Oh, oh, my back. Jump through. I have to have in-person conversations before we even think about going on a date. I have to know how this person reacts in public areas. I have to know. Well, yeah, uh, if I get jilted, I'm going to write a Google review. You can help me out with that. And <laughs> think about going on a date. I have to know how this person reacts in public areas. I have to know if they're going to be able to deal with all the issues I have because I can't date someone unless they can take all of that on. And it's a lot to ask someone to take well, on. Well, the first question you'd have to ask is, I mean, is my ding dong going to hurt your pee pee? Because if, I mean, if that's, if that's an issue, well then, uh, you know, there's no way. I, I mean, uh, even if you're, you know, like Patriot Nick and you got a pin, it's probably going to be painful for this, uh, little kid slash adult. You radiate this strength and this, you know, assuredness. And you've been doing this for 22 years. Someone so when she said creeps, you know, she actually probably is having pedophiles. Like, oh my God, she's a unicorn. I can have a child and not go to jail for it. Watching the show that is challenged in a different way. What do you want them to get from your journey? Being positive is just the best advice I can give because at the end of the day... Yeah, she's, she's screwed up because she looks normal, just little, um, except for the gigantic eyes would throw me off. She'd have to get some type of surgery, okay? But, you know, um, but she would only attract, like, munchkins. And nobody, who wants to sleep with that? person that controls how you feel is yourself what about if bull bull if bull bull and her got together because she is what three foot ten 
So four foot ten, five foot ten, six foot ten. So three feet three inches tall. She would need a step ladder to be able to give him a blowjob. This is true. Hmm. Wow. She needs a Joe C is absolutely right. Oh God. There is uh there. She'd be so easy to carry around like a backpack. Kids 12 or under eat free. She'd have to stand up to peg you. These are all questions I expected. It would look like you're dating a child. Can you even imagine being out in public as a couple? The Duchess of Michigan. Who is that? Says you guys are sick. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. That's a great story, though. I'll link it up in the show notes. You can check it out for yourself so that you can see what we all just saw. Unbelievable. All right. Want to remind you to check out a podcast that is full of nicer things said than the ones on this podcast. I doubt that on Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered, they will be going down the road that I just went down with the stupid jokes about this little chick and her damaged pituitary gland. Okay? Check out Threads Podcast. Download it wherever you download podcasts. A longtime pal, friend of the show, Jason Teary, who has come so far from when he sat in the front row at the show uh, from my old show and puked in his beer and got thrown out. He is a wonderful soul. They talk about a a lot of amazing topics that uh, kind of is just a really uh, easy to listen to show. That's one of the things I like about the show. And these guys have uh, done a a great job and becoming uh, pretty damn good podcasters. You will love the show threads podcast life unfiltered. Um, Again, it's real, it's raw, it's a lot of mental health talk and things like that and relationship advice and real-world experiences showing up in a podcast form. I highly recommend you listen to Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered, wherever you download podcasts. And if you look up Threads Podcast, there actually is quite a few Threads Podcasts. You have to go to the one, Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered, and I'll link it up in the show notes in the sponsor section of the Eric St. Show podcast. Thank you, Jason. Okay. The namesake for a podcast, I'm sorry, podcast paintball war. Number 17 Amsoil and tears is Jason Mays. Okay. Um, there has only been one sponsor who, I mean, has just loved doing it and love being a part of it but has absolutely not gotten the traction as some of the other sponsors on the show. And so, you know, uh, basically um, what it is, is I get entertainment value now. The, The takeaway here is the entertainment level because every couple of months I'll get a phone call and I can't even understand who's on the other end. I'll just pick it up and say, hey, this is Eric. And he's like, 
<laughs> Jason? <laughs> yeah, I know, buddy. They're going to call you. They're going to buy some oil from you one day. <laughs> I'm like, okay, buddy. It's going to be okay. So um, if you could, you know, can you bring him back to the pack and let him know that you're still thinking about him so that I, you know, he can, I feel bad for the amount of tears that flow out of his face. Okay. He's, he's constantly leaking. Your car is leaking oil. His face is leaking tears. 616-747-0233. Reach out to this basket case and buy some AMS oil. You actually, the way you need to do this is go to jmsynthetics.com, pick out what you want, and then text him. Don't call him because he's going to pick up, hello? And you don't want to have to do, deal with that, okay? And say, hey, I need a, a gallon of oil or whatever the fuck. Doesn't matter. Just buy. Yeah, I don't give a shit if you buy it and then just throw it away or give it to somebody or I don't know, to sell it on eBay, whatever the fuck. Doesn't matter. Just as long as, you know, you reach out to him. 616-747-0233. Tear is not included. He's going to kill me. He's going to shoot me so much at paintball. Um, tag accounting is back. It's tax season. Speaking of little people, the tax hobbit wants to do your taxes. Uh, many of you Zaniacs took advantage of this last year and you're back for this year. Now I want even more of you to check this out and have the Gins, the tax hobbit do your taxes. It doesn't matter where you are in the U.S. TagCPA.net is where it all goes down. There's a phone number there, 616-301-9516 or Troy at TagCPA.net. And you just say, Eric Zane sent me, you're doing my taxes. And then they do the rest. You're going to have to give them uh, last year's tax form so they can get a baseline of what you're doing. And then you will upload to the portal your this year's documents that you need to put up there. He'll handle everything. And then that's it. He's going to let you know via email. I am doing your taxes on March 3rd at 4 p.m. Have your phone by you. And then he does your taxes. If he has a question, he calls you, gets clarification. Boom. Next thing you know, your money shows up in your account. The tax law change, tax laws change all the freaking time. Don't assume that you'll be able to figure it out with your DIY tax, uh, whatever it is you're doing. Screw that. All your documents spread out over the table. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? You're spending weekends at a time gathering shit and trying to do this math. You don't even know if you're doing it right. Now, forget it. Just have the tax hobbit do it. You're supporting a sponsor. You'll save money in the long run. You'll get more money back. He's the absolute best. Put this little creep to work for you. TagCPA.net. All right. Finally, Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling uh, is uh, inviting you to reach out to him, 616-516-8579. Call or text A&E Heating and Cooling. Say, yep, I want you to come help me. 
We need a furnace tune-up here, or we need a repair. You can schedule a repair visit, or if you have an after-hour service call, shit breaks down, you didn't expect it. Oh, that's rough. But, you know, it's sub-zero pretty much here in the Midwest. It's nine degrees right now that I'm talk- as, as I'm talking with a wind. Oh, yeah, winter is here, baby. So uh, you don't want the uh, furnace to uh, go out and you reach out to Joe Martinez if you need an after-hour service call, 616-516-8579. You need a new furnace installed. He's going to install the best in the business. It's a Cadillac marquee brand comfort maker of furnaces and air conditionings. Air conditioning units, not air conditionings. Jackass. Being an organ donor myself, when I see stories about uh, organ donation, uh, I'm stoked about this. And I remember hearing about this months ago when they did this with a uh, pig uh, kidney. Okay, they have um, what physicians are doing nowadays. And by the way, before I get to this, uh, there is a the first ever red alert um, on blood donations, nationwide blood donations. It has never happened where nationwide there's been a shortage. I mean, you've had it in very various pockets of the U.S. and the country. But never has there been a red alert for the country. So if you donate blood, definitely now's the time to do that. I have never donated blood in my life. I probably should. It's crazy to think that instead of donating blood, I have never done that. But a kidney, nah, yeah, no problem. But um, yeah, so there's a nationwide shortage on that. So you might want to drop by and uh, donate some blood today. They had been working on technology where um, the medical community has been uh, raising pigs. And then these are genetically mutated pigs. So they start there. They use whatever type of gene therapy to make the pig's organs more likely to be received, not rejected by humans. Okay. We are at on the cusp of an unbelievable breakthrough right now in genetic engineering animals to humans, which would be an unbelievable thing and would greatly reduce the need for human donation. It'd still be needed, but you're talking about thousands of people on wait lists, uh, waiting lists for hearts, kidneys, things like that. And this physician, this brilliant physician who just did what I'm about to tell you did um, what, what he did had been experimenting with this and he had taken a kidney from a pig and put it into a patient months ago. We even talked about it on the show. Now the guy that they uh, put it into was dead, a brain dead individual. So, I mean, seriously, that, that, that is absolutely brilliant. The way they did this, they said, all right, we got some guy, we can't put it into a live human. Uh, but we, we're going to put it into this comatose per- person who as soon as we pull the plug on them, they're going to be dead anyway. So they cut open this brain-dead dude and put the kidneys from a pig in there, and it worked awesomely. I mean, it fucking kicked ass. So they're like, holy shit, this is good. So now they've expanded this to just yesterday. This story broke. It is very, very exciting. This will increase life expectancy by so much, a dude in Maryland has now lived, well, yesterday was three days. Now it's four days with a bona fide 
heart from a pig beating inside him. Okay? Take a look at this. Look at this dude. This is him. This is the dude. Bartley Griffith left. This is the guy who did the surgery. This is the dude I was telling you about. And then here's the guy with the thing on his nose. I don't know what that's measuring oxygen or whatever. He's like, holy shit, I live to fight another day, motherfucker. Check him out. He's he's uh, alive. Dad joke. Sarah, does he oink now? Shut up. Okay. The surgery at the University of Maryland Medical Center is the first time that a gene-edited pig has been used as an organ donor. Dave Bennett agreed to be... The, he's going to be dead. They go, Dave, here's your options. You can either die or we're going to put a pig's heart in you. What do you say? He goes, all right, man. Bring. You see, you got to have you got to have somebody who's kind of like a tough guy do this. Okay? You couldn't do this with a young person. They're too weak. Hoping he would give him a shot at making it a uh, home to be with his beloved dog, Lucky. All the guy wants to do is go home and be with his dog. His son, David, says it's nothing short of a miracle. Two days after the life-extending surgery, that's what my dad needed, and that's what I feel like he got. It was a nine-hour surgery. Doctors replaced his heart with one from a one-year-old, 240-pound pig, uh, gene-edited, and bred specifically for this purpose. So they raised the pig to be the donor. Yes, the animal rights activists are infuriated with this. They do not like this at all. They think that this man should be dead. That shows you how brain damaged animal rights PETA idiots are. I almost called them something I shouldn't say in the podcast. Rhymes with Baggett. I swear to God, I almost... You heard me. I went... Oh. All right. Bennett is breathing on his own without a ventilator, though he does... He remains on an ECMO machine that does about half the work of pumping blood throughout his body. Doctors will wean him off of that. Scientists have worked for decades to figure out, have worked for decades to figure out uh, how to save lives with animal organs. More than 100,000 people sit on organ transplant wait lists, suffering terrible symptoms and side effects. About 6,000 of them die every year waiting in vain for someone else's tragedy to provide them with a kidney, heart, or a lung. Remarkably, pigs have similar organs to humans. Remember years ago, Barney Clark? I think they put a, uh, a, a, a fake heart in him. And that was like in 1980 or something like that. It was like they, they you know, this ancient thing, uh, this enormous, it's like stuffing an Atari in the guy's chest. Wasn't that right? Or did he, or was he baboon guy? Barney Clark Hart. Someone had an artificial heart. Yeah, it was Barney Clark. What a bull. He was, uh, three decades ago, a dentist agreed to receive the first artificial heart, and then things went downhill. 
1982. He lived for 112 days. His heart powered by a dishwasher-sized air compressor that he was permanently tethered to. <coughs> How did this guy agree to this? He's got to sit next to this contraption going... He suffered horribly from infections that made artificial organ transplants such as such a dicey proposition. He floated in and out of consciousness uh, uh, several times, asking to be allowed to die, convulsions, convulsions, kidney failure, memory lapses before he ultimately died. I remember on the news, they were like, oh, but... Barney Clark, he's doing awesome. It's day number 111. Atari system working feverishly trying to keep him alive. This article from back in 2016. The artificial heart remains a not yet attained scientific goal. Uh, though the FDA withdrew approval for the Jarvik 7 in 1990. Yeah, they basically gave up on that. Screw that thing. Let's go with the pig. Let's just uh, raise a pig and do it this way. Seems to be working. Um, so if they can use these organs and transplants, the waiting list would end. I'm not doing that, man. That hasn't been approved officially by the FDA. We need a 15-year wait period on big hearts. I will storm the Capitol and be an asshole for the rest of my life if big heart isn't approved by time. I will not do that. This should not be allowed. I will die on this stupid idiot hill because I'm an asshole. People who would never be considered candidates for transplants who never make it onto these transplant lists could look forward to have family dinners playing with their kids or grandkids. No way, man. I'm not doing it. I won't be your pin cushion. I'm not going to be your guinea pig, sheep. No, or should I call you pig? Stupid fucking idiot. This is the promise of so-called xenotransplantation. And the field took a major leap forward with Bennett's surgery Friday. You know, the only reason why this story isn't more of a, of a front page deal is because of you idiots driving the pandemic levels way high because you refuse to get vaccinated. This should be what we're talking about if it wasn't for you morons. Thanks a lot. Something we can have hope with. And because of how stupid you are, we can't even relish in this fact that we are keeping a man alive with a pig's heart genetically engineered. Thanks. Thanks, Obama. Robert Montgomery, a transplant surgeon at NYU uh, and, a, and a heart transplant patient himself, says, I am thrilled by this news and the hope it gives to my family and other patients 
will eventually be saved by this breakthrough. Boy, talk about a guy who should be on the top of a waiting list for a heart transplant. You'd want the heart transplant surgeon. You know his wait time was about one minute. He did an exam on himself. He goes, oh, fuck, I need a new heart. All right, uh, start prepping me for surgery. In September, Montgomery moved the work forward by becoming the first to transplant a pig kidney into a person. But in that case, in a subsequent surgery surgery in December, the person is talking about the guy who was declared uh, dead. Montgomery kept the body functioning via machine for more than two days at a time with the pig kidney, showing that the hu- human immune system would not immediately reject a kidney from a gene-edited pig. The Maryland procedure takes what we did in September of 21 to the next level, Montgomery said. At this point, the race was on. We can save lives, but we are concerned about MAGA scum dumb shits making this a difficult process. It doesn't really say that. Others in the field were supportive, if a bit envious. We've all been doing this for a really long time, and I'm sure it's got to be fun to be be first, said... uh, Joseph Tector, a transplant surgeon. Boy, you would think with a term like xenotransplantation, you MAGA scum who want a waiting period would be against, would be all for this. Anything that uh, with xeno at the beginning of it, you'd be like, yeah, I'm all for it. Animal rights activists enter another group of assholes into the story objects to the use of pig organs. There would be more human organs available for transplant if health authorities assumed everyone was an organ donor unless they opted out instead of the opt-in system. Whatever. Ethicists have fewer concerns. Yeah, I mean, you basically just, if you're a pig farmer, You know, normally you would be raising pigs for us to eat. Well, you could have a whole barn and call it pig hearts are us and a whole another pig kidneys are pig lungs, you know, and just, I mean, it would open up a whole new industry and who gives a shit? Yeah, they're cute, whatever, I guess, but they do eat shit and they'd eat you if they could. Still a pig. So you're telling me, so you're telling me that um, whoever the is in charge of PETA, forget her name, some crazy terrorist, and they said, okay, you have the option of dying or this genetically modified pig to be sacrificed to save your life. You would choose death. That shows how insane you are. Despite years of research, quote, there are are sure to be many more twists and turns along the road of getting our immune system to play nice with implanted animal organs. I suspect this is a first step on the journey from yesterday's scientifically unimaginable to today's barely achievable to tomorrow's standard of care. Um. Bennett, who has been relatively healthy most of his life, the recipient, began having severe chest pains in October. He went into the University of Maryland Medical Center with severe severe fatigue and shortness of breath. He couldn't climb three steps, so his heart was just went kaput. 
A handful of transplant uh, programs either formally or informally rejected him for a heart transplant, deemed ineligible for an artificial heart pump because of uncontrollable arrhythmia. Yeah, we want to put the Barney Clark uh, a compressor job in you. About 3,000 Americans a year are lucky enough to get a new heart. 20% of those who make it to the wait list die waiting to become or become too ill to receive one. Bennett did not qualify for that list because he had not followed doctor's orders, missing medical appointments, and discontinuing prescribed medi- medications, you jackass. That, like, probably put him down the pecking order. Yeah, you were going to get a humid heart, but uh, it actually did. But now you get the pig option. First, he didn't want to uh, participate in the experimental surgery. Uh, but he finally did not want to said, all right, fine, I give in. He said, I realized he would never be able to leave the hospital otherwise. Bennett had a pig valve implanted almost a decade ago. Wow. Uh, and bacon is his favorite food, so the idea of receiving a part from a pig, uh, a heart from a pig, didn't bother him much. That's a good one. We shall see. There's more to it. The article goes on considerably longer, but uh, I don't want to read it anymore. So you can, uh, I'll link it up and you can check it out on your own. Incredible though. Um, Drake is a smart man. Now I give you this with a, if this is true caveat, and I think it's true. We talked about uh, Bull Bull and his uh, super hot girlfriend. Drake, who always looks super serious to me. There's a story going around about what he did. And bear with me because this is on one of these. The story is kind of pieced together on one of these crazy sites where I have to click an arrow to get to the next part of the story. So that somebody can get the credit for it. But I'm taking this from blacksportsonline.com where, strangely enough, I have gotten a lot of interesting stories from blacksportsonline.com. All right. And it does not agree with me. Four of five. Three of five. And this is one of those pages that you click on it. And just as you're about to uh, click on the uh, previous button, like the whole page moves and then you click on like uh, some ad. Now, uh, this this story is not for the faint of heart. Drake has a bizarre way of preventing women from stealing his sperm after sex. And this Instagram model seems to know how the rapper does it after sleeping with Instagram models. This is obviously a way of him preventing them from impregnating themselves with his sperm. Drake is smart and does not want to have kids with thotties. And I don't know what that is. T-H-O-T-T-I-E-S. Thotties. It says thotties and fame whores. So I guess that's a thing where if you're a famous person, I mean, that's kind of a tale as old as time. 
and you want to be connected to that person, you have their baby. According to the Instagram model, Drake put hot sauce in the condom to prevent her from stealing his sperm, probably to impregnate herself to claim child support. Zildjian says thotties comes from the word thought. That doesn't help me. I don't know what that means. Is that, I'm not sure what thought is. Does that mean a thick, hot chick? Like she's kind of looks like Bull Bull's uh, girlfriend? Kyle's Insta, uh, just posted from Insta, uh, Urban Dictionary. Promiscuous female, otherwise known as a slut, whore, or hoe bag. A female who very much enjoys sex. Otherwise, you could add to that, otherwise known as a man. Josh writes, isn't that a chud baby? I think so. I'm not positive. I This is way above my pay grade. Here's the story. Drake and the IG model allegedly met up on Instagram, and the two decided to link up a few weeks ago. The model and Drake had a romantic encounter, and what happened next was, well, crazy. After the party... They went back to his hotel. They smoked weed for a bit, and he asked if she wanted to have sex. She said he was very intent on ensuring things were consensual. They started with a bit. I'm glad she brought that up. They started with a bit of foreplay. He rubbed and sucked her titties for a bit. He then went to the bathroom and came out with a condom on. She said he's about seven inches thick and cut. These are not my words. I'm kind of embarrassed even reading this. They fucked for about 20 minutes. According to her, he mostly hid it from the back and eventually came inside the condom. Immediately after, he went back to to the bathroom to dispose of it. The thotty tried to scam Drake out of his sperm. She immediately went to the bathroom to retrieve the used condom. Hey, I got to go to the bathroom too. And try and get a hold of Drake's sperm, possibly to impregnate herself. But Drake allegedly booby trapped the condom. She fished the condom out of the trash, untied it, and put the opening end into her vagina. And then she like, you know, that tube of tooth and barely any tube of uh, toothpaste in the tube deal. Kind of squeegee it up to the the, uh, exit point. Boy, was she in for a surprise. She felt, she said she felt it like pouring hot lava into her pussy. Not my words. She screamed. And Drake ran into the bathroom. 
he admitted that he poured a packet of Taco Bell hot sauce in the condom to kill the sperm. I don't know. Does that even kill him? Maybe the kids will come out Mexican. That wasn't a long con. That was just a joke thrown in at the end there. Fun racist joke. Now the Instagram model is threatening to sue Drake. The woman posted pictures of her, it says, burned potty cat on Twitter. She is? And those pictures are going viral. She is suing Drake for what, actually? For putting hot sauce in the condom to kill his own sperm? Flip to the next page for the video about the hot sauce and some of the Twitter reactions. No, I don't want to do that. That is incredible. Please tell me that this is true. Dennis says, imagine if he used fire sauce. Cole says, sounds like a nice girl. Definitely can trust her. Drake eats at Taco Bell. Maybe he actually goes to Taco Bell just to get the sauce for this reason. Public Corey says she drank it. Oh, God. It's eight. I think it's coming back up. Oh, don't act like you haven't tried that. Cole says she's suing him for 18 years of child support, child support that he scammed her out of. Unbelievable. Okay. I'll link that up for you. Okay. Got to share a video. Was going to do this yesterday. Ran out of time. This is an oh shit moment. Not even sure where it happened. No, it was in Los Angeles. Some old guy uh, flying his plane. The plane crashes on the railroad tracks. Little uh, one-seater. And of course, of course the train is coming. Law enforcement gets there in the nick of time. Wait till you see how short the interval of time is from when they pull this guy out to when the train obliterates this thing. This dude's bleeding. I can't believe he even survived the plane crash. Lance actually on the fucking plane tracks. What? Talk about bad luck. The plane crashes and then, oh, I'm alive. Oh, no. I'm on the train tracks. Oh, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. Three seconds to spare. Three seconds. If you're this guy flying the plane. Did I say plane tracks? I said plane tracks? Well, there you go. What an asshole. <laughs> I see all the comments. He's on the plane tracks. Get him off. Of <laughs> well, it makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, holy shit. <laughs> you see... That happens most likely. It's most likely going to happen when I'm like clicking buttons on the screen here. I'm trying to get video ready. But I mean, honestly, if you're the cop, you have this uh, moment where you're like, boy, if we were just a little bit later to this accident scene, I mean, just a, just a few seconds later, we would not have made it. I mean, that's the type of thing that uh, you, you're sitting there, you know, having a religious moment. And then if you're the guy, this is something that uh, you definitely become very, very religious at that point. Jesus, certain death to be sure. Okay. Thanks again to Blue Frost IT. Managed work. 
project work. Blue Frost IT 616-285-50. The managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Eternally grateful for that because if anything goes wrong with my tech setup here, I'm screwed. Because that means I'm podcasting with a cell phone, for God's sake, which is how I used to do it. And I kind of outgrown that. So don't be like that. Don't, uh, if you're, uh, if you have tech in your business, don't just kind of uh, be on the tightrope without any net. If something goes wrong, what are you going to do? Reach out to Blue Frost IT and be part of the managed IT service provider network that they have. They will help you. If your smaller, medium-sized business is getting ready to upgrade, call on Blue Frost IT and get a uh, free estimate slash quote as to how much it's going to cost you for that upgrade. Because basically, if you buy too little or too much or the wrong thing for your business, time is money. That's going to be a bummer, and everybody's going to hate you. Before you do anything when it comes to your tech for your business, have a conversation with Blue Frost IT. Find them online. You see it right there. Blue F-R-O-S tit. Blue F-R-O-S tit. 616-285-50. Gun school comes up this weekend. Saturday, Steve Prince is teaching the next group of responsible gun owners everything they need to know to get their pistol license in the great state of Michigan. Now every state is different. Like in some States you can't even get one. It seems like other States, all you need is a hand to carry a pistol concealed. But in Michigan, you do need a concealed pistol license. And the first step in that is by getting your certification that you have passed the class. You don't even need to own a gun for this. Okay. And the class has everything range time, test time, Q&A, everything you need to know, one class. And it happens coming up on the 15th. If you've got nothing going on Saturday and you're near Holland Township, Michigan, this is who you reach out to. Steve Prince, call him or text 616-204-1705. Hey, you still got openings for the class? Yeah, you can go. If not, he'll have another class coming up next month. Prince Arming online at princearming.com. And I mentioned it before, we have a paintball outing. Coming up on January 30th, TC Paintball, Paintball War number 17, Amsoil and Tears is what we're calling it in honor of Jason Mays and his leaking face when no one buys Amsoil from him. Okay? So we, we, we will be honoring Jason and uh, helping him feel better because he's got the blues because no one bought his stupid oil. But uh, we will honor him at the paintball event, and I want you there. 35 bucks, normally $48 to play paintball with us. You get a pizza party beforehand. You got the uh, race war going on between Macho Team Latino and uh, Team MAGA. Okay, the border war slash race war will be going on. Okay, all the white guys taking on all the brown guys. going to be awesome. Cannot wait for that. Paintball war number 17 happens January 30th. Reach out to me, eric at ericzanecho.com, or just uh, go to the event that is on my Facebook page and respond there. Okay, I've made that a little easier for you. I want to see you there. Or book a party on your own. Okay, workplace, team building, neighborhood kids, wives, husbands, bro friends, college kids, whatever it may be. Little League on Wednesday, that's awesome. 
it uh, it's a great thing for the kids. Get out, move around during the winter months instead of sitting around playing video games. It happens 5 p.m. TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Have the asshole of the day coming up in a minute. Let's see. Ooh, Mays says he just wants some hugs. And he is making it a super spreader event. So that is a good idea. We have two super spreader events. You got paintball January 30. Amsoil and tears. We'll give Mays hugs. Give him COVID. Uh, race war on the paintball field. Mexican pizza. Brown people. White people. MAGA. Border war. And then February 4th, white people, Hudsonville, Bosco's, super spreader, uh, uh, women with gigantic mouths who don't know when to shut up, pissed off Hudsonville people, uh, Dean, uh, governor's race, hamburgers, chicken wings, uh, chicken fingers, stiff drinks, Mexican pizza. Adam says he's looking forward to the Mexican pizza. Unless you have brown skin, you can't eat it. We will allow non-whites to show up at our February 4th super spreader event. We are having exemptions for non-white people. Okay? For this event, for sure, if you are not a white person, uh, you are allowed to attend. Normally, this would be whites only, a whites only event. I can't even get behind this joke. So stupid. I would never dream of saying whites only and meaning it. Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh, one half of Team Megaphone. Before I get to this, um, Sam the Jew asks, are Jews allowed to to come? I don't know. I don't know. No. No Jews. No Jews allowed. This is a no Jew event. I'm totally kidding. Of course you can come. I love Jews. I want Jews, gays, the I want the Jews, the gays, the blacks, uh, Turks not allowed. No Turks. Sarah Rukruk Roosh is celebrating a birthday for her son. Excuse me. She hired me on Cameo. Oh, God. Turning 18, roast him on his 18. All right. And she, uh, I don't want to tip my hand, uh, gives me a couple things to say about him. No mercy, Sarah says. Avery, happy birthday. 
Your mom hears you masturbating all the damn time. You need to be more quiet. She just talked on the podcast for 15 minutes that she hears you stroking your cock. She complained that she picked up one of your socks and her hand was wet with your jizz. She then ate it. She is sick and tired of having to eat your jizz, you sick fuck. She says she wants you to stop tempting her with that delectable snack, you sick little fucking five foot two inch, 300 pound troll. Damn it. How is it you are even able to play hockey and not kill someone with your center of gravity being one inch above the ice? You should be in the NHL. No one has ever played hockey who has been one foot tall and 300 pounds. I have never seen someone who actually looks like a scrunched up accordion with a mullet and is stupid and ugly who masturbates for his mom to eat. Oh my God. What an absolute piece of shit you are. Who knew that someone could be so deviant in just 18 years of life? Your mother is sick of having to get a putty knife and scrape flung jizz off of the walls of your bedroom. You sick, degenerate, worthless, unmotivated fuck. Oh my God. Happy birthday. Enjoy beating off today and many, many more. Truth be told, she eats your jizz. Eat shit, fuck off. <laughs> Happy birthday. Your mom hears you masturbating all the damn time. Upload. There you go. Sarah says, except for the part about me eating his jizz. Ah, oh, well, you know, I was trying to make him, uh, you know, feel uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. Uh, Zildjian says too much. Stop it. Start over. What the fuck? Oh, my God. No. Ha ha, Jesus Christ, ew, ew. Uh, well, she did say no mercy. Well, yeah, of course. That was a great cameo. That was absolutely perfect. You made us all feel uncomfortable. I usually ask for socks for my birthday never again. I think I saw that in a Hallmark card last week. There you go. That is a cameo number 113 in the books. If you want me to do another one, you have to sign up again. You got to pay me for it. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm off the hook. I did my job. I did, I did what I was hired to do. I did absolutely what I was supposed to do. That was spectacular. 
You're supposed to go above and beyond, and that's what I did. Going above and beyond. I am so proud of that cameo. That was one of the better ones I've ever done. It felt a little weird saying that a young man's mom eats his jizz, but that's how it goes. Okay? Don't act like you haven't done that. This is why podcasting is so much better than radio. Were you guys dogging Free Bear and Hot Wings at the start of this show? Did I see that? I need to do one thing, and I I, I, I got to be careful because um, a lot of the audience still likes this show that likes them. Like, they like both shows. And uh, Aaron, in particular, is the one who said that to me and made me... Uh, Come on, I really, I, I don't like it when you say terrible things about them. And, okay, I'm not. But I do need to point this out because they cannot be happy with this. Okay? Holy shit. They just redid their website again. And I don't know why, but for so long, they've never really been able to get it right. And it keeps getting worse. Look at, look at what's going on here. And, and here's my problem with the website. The website only has pictures from inside of their studio. And all the thumbnails are the same. Various different members of the show. So there's, there's not a lot going on here. It's all just different angles of, of them. You know, a wide shot. And so, all right, I guess all of their content is coming out of that. Now, there is other things. There are other things that they put up there. But you just... It just kind of gets muddy and bogged down. And then the uh, barren wasteland of, of, of all of this open space here with nothing there is makes it look very, very, very old-fashioned and basic. Very, very basic is the word that I'm looking for. Now, I don't know. Maybe they're shooting for basic, but this this could look a million times better. And I don't know if they if whoever's doing this just... Because they have to approve this. And look at how this, this text is all over the picture here. That is not good. That looks so bad. And it's like kind of um, um, distracting, you know? And that's it. That's the page. It just, it's, as you scroll down, it's all different shots of them from those angles. And it just repeats, 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 repeats. That's that's the uh, that's the page. So I found it to be a little wonky, and then they have quite literally thousands of people that subscribe to their podcast. When I was there, there was four or five thousand people that subscribed to the podcast, paid good money. And then what you do when you pay the money, you then get the RSS feed, like I do, and then you can uh, put it on any podcasting app. They put their podcast up yesterday, and it didn't work. And the question that I have is, how can you, how can it not work? You have to, you have to beta test it, make sure it's going appropriately. You're actually going to, during the vacation time away, you put out a test. You've seen me do this. Like, this is a test. want to make sure this is going out the way it's supposed to. And then that's it. That's how you do it. And I don't know, and that didn't happen. So the first time they test it is their first day back. So then they launch 
that website, which if you were to go to their Reddit and their um, uh, uh, Segment 18 Facebook page, 99% of the people hate the damn thing. And then nobody's getting the podcast anymore. So what the fuck are you guys doing? Oh, my God. Shoo. So that's a little weird. So all these people are without the podcast now. Um, Kyle says there's a section for Joe stunts. I thought these stunts cause issues for him. There is? There is a section for Joe stunts? How did I miss that? Uh, I don't see that. Maybe if I scroll down. Show features, webcam, segment 17, demo the show. Aha, there is a sec. There is a spot for Joe Sons. Oh, no. View all content. Oh. <laughs> yes, these bits did, in fact, I mean, well, I don't even want to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. I'll just I'll just let you bat I'll just let you uh, bat that one about. Oh my god! Um. So Adam describes it as churlish. That's a word I've never heard. And trite. And then I heard today you guys were talking on here about today. You were bashing them about them. Uh, I guess today they're giving relationship advice or something like that. One of those segments. All right. It is what it is. It It is. Okay. That show is very listenable in terms of like, um, <clears throat> it's a safe show. And I uh, Drew talked about this with uh, Dave and Chuck. Yeah. That is when you are building something different. That is absolutely a different show, and it's successful. I will give you that. They have gotten successful catering to this younger, very safe and sensitive audience base. That's why um, you have, you know, the real hatred for me. I am definitely not safe, and and uh, not afraid to tell everybody to go fuck themselves, and have uh, been able to. That's that's who I appeal to. So I can see the real disconnect between the shows. But as far as um, what is described in radio as a hangout show, there is a place for this in the world. And if you don't have a personality who's willing to piss everybody off, alienate, stir the pot, fuck with everybody like I like to do, you do this type of show. And uh, an ensemble cast is a winner. There is there is nothing wrong with that. And uh, I, you know, they will do this till the day they die. There is no end in sight, frankly. Uh, I don't see how it could ever be spoiled because uh, the only way it could possibly be an issue is if radio continues to implode and it just cannot be sustained um the cost of the show uh probably not though because they are um so spread out over so many different markets there's a real 
uh, bonus for that company to keep them on the air. And I'm actually speaking uh, not dickish here about it. Um, however, if they decided to build their own platform, well, they already have it and do a on steroids version of what I'm doing, they would be rich beyond their wildest dreams. Okay. With five people working at it, they could more than pay for all of those people or six people. They could easily do that and um, not have to worry about any type of restrictions or what they would have so much more fun uh, doing a podcast and, uh, maybe they're thinking about that one day down the road that this might just dry up and launch your own podcasting network. You you have all you have everything to be able to do that right now. If if uh, an idiot like me can somehow elbow his way into this uh, landscape and do it for a job, there's no reason why you, with all of that manpower, would not be able to do that. I believe that they I believe that they could. All right. The asshole of the day. Asshole of the day. Sir Bob of Oliver says, sadly, as for radio around me, it's the best morning show. I agree with that. Uh, There's a new morning show in town in Grand Rapids if you want to check it out. I don't know if Sir Bob of Oliver is in the West Michigan area, but... The Big Joe Show is catching fire. <coughs> Excuse me. That, that's a dude used to be known as Flounder on when Thunder was on 94.5, and he is back on 95.7, and he's got a new co-host, lovely and talented lady by the name of Laura. And those two are now crushing it on The Big Joe Show. You might want to check that one out on Mix 95.7. Aram says, you think their podcast could support all of them? I can't believe that. Well, let's put it this way. When I was there, we had 5,000 people paying $59 a year. That's just under $300,000 right there. And we were getting roped on the um, server deal that we had. So that money was not well spent. Um, if they, they could actually do this all their own and convert all of those to Patreon subscribers quite easily. The beauty about Patreon is you don't have problems like they're having right now. Patreon is an unbelievably effective means to do this. They take a little bit of the cut, but you know what you never have with Patreon or even on Twitch or on my audio uh, free podcast is things like this uh, that are happening to them. And, well, that's paid for. The money that comes into Twitch pays for the platform, and I don't have to deal with this at all. Patreon, same damn thing. Audio podcast through Red Circle, same damn thing. You ever listen to my audio podcast and you hear an ad for, like, a bank or get your COVID shot or shit like that? Yeah, that's generating cash. Every time one of those plays, I get a, a penny. About one, I'm not kidding you, about 1.2 cents. And the platform gets the other half of that. So you do that enough and then it amounts to money. And they take that money and provide it for me. I don't have to worry about anything. It's it's paid for. 
You do it your own way. You DIY it, and you get a website that looks like this one. And uh, nobody getting their podcast. So I don't know, man. Take it to the woodsheds. I, it, my my opinion on this: reboot, relaunch, start over. Yeah. Oh boy. You know it's bad if the ham and egger in his attic has a better setup than a radio show heard on 50 radio stations all across the country. I mean, seriously. If anybody thinks that what I have looks worse than what they have, you're just not paying attention. That's just wrong. That looks like dog shit. Do you make more from videos on Twitch or YouTube or Spotify? I will listen to old episodes and want to make sure you are getting paid the most. Um, every time you listen to an audio podcast, I get paid. Every time you subscribe on Twitch, I get paid. You know, like these uh, with your Amazon Prime account, a subscription. Follow is great. Subscription's the best because it's actual. That's a, a free. If you do it through your Amazon, it's worth five bucks and you get it free. Um, and then half of that five bucks goes to Eric. A little more than that. 45% of it goes to the Canadian Twitch gurus. So there's that. When you, and right now I'm an affiliate. Once I become a partner, then the profit sharing increases. So it's all about numbers. If I average 75 people on Twitch per show for a month, then I'm a partner. It's all uh, being added on to what I've built before. The, uh, the OG money-making was Patreon and direct local sales sponsorship. But I've been able to diversify with um, a multitude of ways to make, and each of them makes a little bit of money. And then you pull that all up and it's enough to survive. So quite literally pulling back the curtain, but it's some, some of you find this interesting. I generate income through Patreon, direct sale of advertisement, audio podcast, those ads I was telling about that play at the beginning of it, in the middle of it, and at the end of it. T-shirt sales, cameo, Twitch subscriptions, and that is it. And you ball all of that up, and then you throw in money from side jobs, PA announcing, hosting things. I can keep doing this for as long as I want. Buy followers, primes, and viewers on... I don't know what that is. What does that mean? I can buy followers. I can buy primes and viewers. Is that a thing? I don't know how that works. Oh, I just clicked on that thing you sent me. It's probably going to uh, give my... Uh, okay. If I can buy 200 followers for $2.1. Really? Well, why would I do that, though? Because do they even watch the show? That's interesting. 
I'll have to look into this. That makes me feel like a schmuck, though. I don't know if I would do that. If you suddenly see a huge influx of followers to me, then you'll know that I've done that. For $2, I can buy one subscriber. For $14, I can buy 10 subscribers. Well, how? but these people don't watch, do they? What the fuck is going on here? Can someone explain this to me? I'll tell you what. I don't have time to get into this now, but I am anxious. Yeah, I don't think I will do that. Uh, Nick says, you want to earn your followers organically. It went from 345 to 355. Is that considered huge? For me, it is. JM Synthetics, Jason says that's a scam. All right. You guys are like, aren't you supposed to be getting ready for trivia? No, you're right. Thank you for reminding me. I got to do that. Okay. Well, I didn't want to be too attacking. I just wanted to say that I don't like the website. So I know that it'll still, you guys will still take that the wrong way. You, you folks who listen to both shows and get mad at me when I dog them. But, I mean, come on now. You can't possibly be happy with the way that website looks. And you also can't be uh, 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 pleased with uh, how you don't get a podcast right now. Our Healy 69 says, don't do that dumb shit. It's, <laughs> Kate says, it's bull bull scamming you. Uh, the asshole of the day. New term I learned today is the Instagram thotty who tried to steal Dirk's or Dirk. Oh God, sorry, Drake's sperm. I don't think any. I don't think an Instagram hottie would try to steal Dirk's sperm. Maybe one of the groupies from the Rush tribute band show would try to steal Dirk's sperm, but uh, definitely not the thotty. There you go. Don't worry, I'm not going to buy any Instagram followers or any uh, uh, Twitch followers. I'll just keep doing my thing the way I am. That's much easier. Thank you, folks, uh, for uh, for enjoying this show and being part of it and being all of my organic followers. And I will talk to you smarter than a former drug dealer. Trivia happens in moments. Thanks, folks. Thank you. Bye-bye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.